Welcome back to the Commander's Vault. I'm Dale. I'm JB. And uh, yeah, we're back for another episode. And this episode we're going to be talking about uh, the Commander's... Collections. The Com- vanity. The, yeah, the vanity. vanity collections. <laughs> if you could curate a, a Commander collection for each color, what would be your uh, your top picks? Now, we would say that being you know a little... You know, shill like uh, Watsy would obviously put a soul ring and a command command tower in everyone, given the treatment of each color. So that kind of is suck. But we have five cards essentially that we can now work around with. So uh, I know you've voiced your uh, your opinions quite thoroughly, Dale, with Commander Collection Green. How would you fix it? Uh, so pretty much, obviously, we're gonna cut Soul Ring. We're gonna cut Command Tower. We're gonna no, no. You get five cards. <laughs> no, we listen. Right. So cutting those, we got five cards. The five cards I'm gonna slap into Commander Collection Green are going to be for sure Crater Hoof Behemoth, number one. That's guaranteed has to be in it because it's one of the best finishers in Green. Like if you're playing Stompy, playing whatever creature builds, yep, you are gonna auto include that. So definitely, Crater Hoof Behemoth for sure should have been in there. Um, Concordant Crossroads is Ooh. a card that is uh, been ever climbing in price. It's only got two prints. Is it one on the reserve is, list? Uh, no, one is in uh, Legends. One is in Chronicles, I do believe. Uh, but yeah, that is a card that's. Uh, I mean, the Chronicles version I think is uh, twenty. 20 plus dollars maybe creeping up maybe even 40 somewhere around there for a copy of it now um and i mean it's not even like that great honestly they could come up with a better version of it because uh concordant crossroads if you don't know what it is it's a for one green mana all creatures gain haste not just your creatures everyone's creatures gain haste it's also a a particular type of enchantment right it's called a world enchantment. Now, this is a super type of enchantments that has since been removed from the game. But a world enchantment is um, something that affects all players, and there can only be one world enchantment on at a time. So if you have something, I think uh, I think Nether Void is also a world yeah. enchantment, yep. like subtype or uh, super type. So if I if you play a Concordant Crossroads and then I cast Nether Void, then your Concordant Crossroads dies. Yep. Um, so it's one of those things you have to you know take into account. You know sometimes if you're running those old style Enchant World cards, I mean they are few and far between. But if you are running it, uh, it's it's basically removal. But yeah, so that's what Concordant Crossroads is. Yeah, super solid card. Definitely good in green since a lot of green cards have super solid tap abilities um, and lack the haste. But um, continuing on with that, uh, man, I can't really. Th- you probably keep the Sylvan Library in there, yeah? Yeah, I, w- the I would. Worldly Tutor, even? Yeah, I would definitely keep Sylvan Library and Worldly Tutor. Those so you are, got four. Those are definite cards that needed reprints. 100%. Uh, so, like, uh, one more. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of tough. There's a lot of green cards that are uh, are really good that I think like lack printings. Maybe maybe one that might be a little bit 
less used, I would say, is uh, Berserk. Ooh, I okay. Think, I think that'd be a, a good oh, That's a spicy. Good and it has, what, like two, three printings? Yeah. I think it was in Conspiracy. It was in, uh, it was in, or obviously, the, the earlier. The original. You know, Aber. Yeah. Um, ABU, actually. I don't think there is. Yeah, Alpha, Berserk, Beta, Unlimited. Unlimited. I don't think it was in Revised. Uh, and then there was a, a printing of it uh, in Conspiracy. And then... I can't really... I can't think of I anything th- else off the top of my head. I think there's a... Um, there's a foil of it. Like a, a specific foil. And I don't... Like a promo or... A, yeah. I'm not sure. Not very into it. Personally, I've never... I think I've used it, you know, maybe a handful of times. And I've always used it as a removal spell. Right. For, you know, somebody <laughs> yeah. else's stuff. You know, yeah. Because you, know, you can Berserk. Uh, berserk is one green mana instant spell that says target creature uh, basically doubles its power, but at the end of combat... Or is it end of turn? End of combat? I think it's turn. end of combat. End of combat... We'll just go with that for now. End of combat, you sacrifice it. So it's really good for getting rid of those... Uh, beefy beaters that you you see you see people running all the time it's a hard removal for like your your uh ulamog you know your ulamogs your blightsteel colossi all those things because uh and if you're doing it on a blightsteel colossus generally you just kill whoever they're attacking you obviously wouldn't do it if they were attacking you but if they're trying to mop up the board and uh you just berserk their their thing then it goes away yeah, that's a, so, that's a solid five. So to uh, to actually clarify, it's one green mana instant speed cast only before the combat damage step. Target creature gains trample and gets Ooh. plus X plus O until the end of turn, where X is its power, so you double its power. At the beginning of the end step, destroy that creature if it attacked this turn. Oh, it is a destroy. I thought yep. it was a sacrifice. It says destroy That's that creature worse. if it attacked, which means you can use it for blocking as well. Correct. Well, but, I, I, I fucking suck at magic, so disregard the last two minutes of me talking about removal. <laughs> uh, it's not good for indestructible creatures. I suck. <laughs> anyway. But that's a solid five. Uh, so, Worldly Tutor, Sylvan Library, uh, what was it, Crater Hoof, Berserk, and Concordant Crossroads. Yeah. That is a solid five. I think that's a really good uh, Commander Collection Green, Get where every single freaking card in there is definitely over $20. There isn't a single one that's sitting around 2 to $4. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> how, how, like, how about you? What, what, do you, what are your green? Hmm. I'd have to say, I really, uh, I'd probably swap the Berserk for Oracle of Moldiah, because that's still like a $20 yeah. card. It just got a printing in Jumpstart, which I don't even consider which Jumpstart a printing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. I think I agree with you on the Crater Hoof. I would also keep the uh, Sylvan Library and the Worldly Tutor. Now, the, the Sylvan Library, I'd probably change the art. I don't like the art. Me so either. I think honestly, but they art notwithstanding, went with the legit OG art is what they should and give it did, a new dude. frame, like they did in Commander Arsenal, right? Yeah, is that true? I can't. I can't remember. The, <laughs> now, now I'm. I'm completely doubting myself. <laughs> now you're doubting everything. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure you're right. Like, yeah, 
Uh, when it got reprinted in Commander's Art Arsenal, I, I'm pretty sure they used the original artwork on it. Sweet. But, I mean, I might just be wrong, too, so. <laughs> right. Regardless, it's just the artwork. The card itself is the same yeah. card. Definitely needs a freaking reprint. It's it's expensive, so, yeah, reprint it. Yeah. Um, again, reserve list notwithstanding, I would say that that's the only change I would make from yours would be to to put the Oracle in instead of... Berserk. Berserk, yeah. Only because, I mean... Oracle can go in any green deck. You know, it, it, it. I just think overall it's it's a better... I mean, you have a lot of the combat and the utility stuff, and then this one deals with lands. You know, I, I honestly, I think I, I might agree with you on that one. I think, you know, yeah, Oracle is a card that has uh, been needing reprints. It, it got, I think it got one in Mystery Boosters as well. Did it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. But even so, I mean, the card is still really expensive. And, I mean, it is a very good card. And it's I mean, great in, like, all green. If it, if it did get a reprint in Mystery Boosters, it just then that means it literally got, like, two back-to-back -back prints. And it's still 20 bucks. Yeah. Or above. I think it's, like, 20 I mean, what what was it before before Mystery Boosters came out? I'm pretty sure that it was, like, a $50 card almost. It was like f sitting around forty something. Yeah, it was for a while. It was had its price was pretty thick. I know that for a fact. But yeah, I think I agree with you um, on everything but the but the berserk. Um, yeah, yeah, I was wrong. It's it's only got two printings: original Zendikar printing and then Jumpstart. So yeah, and they're sitting around twenty-seven to thirty dollars market price right now for the reprint, thirty-three for the original. And they were, I know they were around, like, close to 50, 40, 40, 50 bucks. Give it, like, last year. I remember I traded for one. But, yeah, solid card. Stay tuned to the end of this episode. We're giving away a Commander Collection green. Uh, we'll give you the passphrase at the, end of this, uh, at the end of this episode. So, yeah. And definitely thank you for the Comics Vault, our sponsor, for allowing us to do this. Neil, you're always a beast at giving away uh, prizes and helping us, you know, spread the love. We love you. Um, how about, since we don't have any other Commander Legends or Commander Collections, I should say, out yet, what would you put in a Commander Collection Red? Um, now, you and I have talked about this, you know, off, off screen a little bit. Uh, we kind of threw around these ideas when we were coming up with the idea for this show this one in particular um, and honestly after doing a little more research and, and seeing some of these insane uh, prices for some for some cards uh, that I had no idea were so you know were so expensive I, I think I, I've amended my answer now definitely Dockside Extortionist Number one reprint, I think, them, oh my gosh, them not putting it in Commander Legends, huge flavor fail, first off. There was like yeah. 30 pirates in, in Commander Legends, and they were just like, nah, <laughs> you know, let's not put the probably best pirate ever printed uh, in it. So that, I think, is a shoe in 100%. Um, 
Fork. I'm not sure if that's on the reserve list. Ooh, man. For some reason, I want to say that it's not. But I, I'm not a hundred percent positive. Have to look it up. But I would say that, like, if it's not on the reserve list, it's a one hundred percent auto include. Because I know that that card is climbing up as I watch the uh, market prices, like, pretty, pretty consistently. Fork's been moving up there over the last like two months. It's been consistently having like a five percent or more growth, like you know, all the time. And yeah, I know mm. that there's the uh, revised version. It is on the reserve list. Okay, I just checked. Okay, so now people are saying, why is it on the reserve list? Because it already has a functional reprint in Reverberate. Yeah, essentially. Very close to the same spell, the only difference between Reverberate and Fork. Fork says make a copy of a spell that is cast, and that copy is now a red spell. That's the only difference. Reverberate just says copy target spell. So, I mean, that is a very nuanced difference, but it can make a difference depending on whatever your deck is trying to do yeah. but at the same time like i mean when's i mean how many copies of reverberate are there even out there like and that's a pretty solid spell i mean yeah um winds of change was one of my oh yeah one of my choices the legends yep oh yeah winds of change because there are two printings there's a legends and i believe a seventh edition or an eighth edition like one of the earlier earlier New new border editions. Um, yeah, the uh, Winds of Change, if you're unfamiliar. One red. Uh, I believe it's an instant, right? No. No, it's a sorcery. It's a sorcery, yeah. Winds of Change, one red sorcery. Um, each player uh, shuffles their hand into their deck, draws that many cards. Now, those effects in EDH are used all over the place. You know... A lot of people do it in Nakusar decks and wheel-type decks where you're trying to ping people out. Uh, other people just want to be douchebags and play a Hall Breacher after they do that. and you know they uh, Or a Narset. You know, they'll play Narset Parter Veils and then <laughs> Winds of Change and everybody's screwed. Yep. Um, just real big rude, big rude kind of stuff can be done with it. But definitely needs the print. There are very limited copies... Yeah, it has a, uh, it has three printings. We have fourth edition and legends, as well as a uh, portal. Portal. Yep. I thought there was a the new the the portal art is the art with it's got like a ship. The ship. The ship yeah, on it, okay, and then the cool. other two printings are, uh, one is a white bordered Winds of Change, from fourth edition. I'm pretty sure it's white bordered, and then there's the original printing from legends. Uh, yeah, I mean, the card is is great, and it's something that is lacking in, uh, I believe, in red. They did just get the the card that came out in Legends that's sort of like a pseudo Wheel of Fortune type thing, but has a lot of different uh, like additional variables that need to be met, and it's not quite the same thing. And I mean. 
I would definitely say Winds of Change would, okay. would be in there. Yeah, Winds of so Winds of Change, uh, Dockside Extortionist. Uh, we talked at length about getting another uh, Vandal Blast, but with a cool new art. Yeah, like a foil Vandal Blast. Um, I think that would be sweet. I'm trying to think of any other like red creatures that would be really good uh i mean like iconic red creatures like you have like shivan dragon you know but that's got you, a million printings. billion printings yeah you don't want to do that uh but maybe from the kaladesh i think it was with the uh take damage off the top or draw cards the combustible combustible Okay. I mean, I could see that. I mean, it's not like a super expensive card, though, that really needs a reprint, but it's a good iconic card. Yeah, I mean, that, I, th I think it might just be iconic because I do it to you all the time. <laughs> well, I, 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 I think mean, it's recency bias, but I mean, I think though that like if you're if you're trying to go the Wizards of the Coast route and throw in those like five dollar like rares in there or something, like yeah. that's definitely could be thrown in. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to... How about Gamble? That's got a couple printings. Uh, what, Final Fortune? That's on... Ooh, is that reserve list? I not, don't though? think Final Fortune is reserved list. I, I want to say that it's not either. I feel like it has like a... It has a 7th edition printing. I only know because I looked up the foil and it's like ridiculous. Yeah, I think that that card is ridiculously expensive. And, yes, I don't think it's reserveless. It's no. got Mirage, and it's got a 5th edition? Yeah, 5th edition and Mirage. And they're both over 20 bucks. The 5th edition is, is sitting right now used $40. Final Fortune used... 25 and that's just off a quick google search but i know for a fact that those prices are going up it's got a seventh edition printing as well yeah yeah that was the the <laughs> the foil i was looking at yeah the foil Prime, version on so. seventh edition is like yeah, you're spending over a hundred for that but i'm pretty sure it's like 500 bucks but yeah that's a Close. uh it's an instant speed Two mana, take an extra turn after this one. At the beginning of that turn's end step, you lose the game. Now, people might think that that lose the game clause makes the card not good. But, I mean, if you're really trying to play, like, a power deck and you're, you're using it to win the game, I think it's definitely a good card. And it, it definitely suits uh, red decks really well yeah i agree like i would love to uh throw a, a nice flashy seventh edition foil into my winota deck when it's like yep i got a bunch of dudes out i can kill you know two of the players on table but not finish the game out that one right there allows me to second main phase boom cast that take another turn win the game so it definitely i think is an iconic red card that needs a solid reprint. Definitely. I definitely agree with you. Uh, yeah, most of the... Uh, most of the other cards that I would, you know, put in there... 
So we got what do we got? We got a command tower soaring, <laughs> uh, yeah. in 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 red. Uh, we got winds of change, dockside extortionist, uh, final fortune. Uh, dockside. Compo- I said dockside. Combustible. Well, that leaves Let's another see. one. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like a solid red card. Maybe like uh, maybe like welder, goblin welder. That is a solid card, but I feel like it's it's on like the combustible level. Like it's cheap enough to get copies. You can get the copies that uh, came in the uh, I think it was the dual deck, or maybe it was from one of the from the vaults. Can't remember. Oh, exactly. It was dual deck. Yeah, it was dual, dual deck. deck. It was like inventors versus some it, shit. It was in that. I I know I have a copy of that laying around. But gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean that too is a is a solid iconic card but i would probably you know i just tend to think with these whole commander collection things that most of the cards that i would want to add into them are older cards that like are like powerful but don't have many reprints in man I really don't know. It's kind of hard. Red is red is is one of the colors. Rough that color are are hard to to choose. I mean, Perforos. You know, I mean, you have like iconic expensive. stuff like Kiki Jiki and you know stuff like that. Uh, Underworld Breach. It's like one of the most busted new red cards ever printed. Um, trying to think. like I mean, what what is Perforos, man? God of the Forge. How many printings does that have? It's got the, the original Theros. It's got the uh, the Theros secret layers, all art, constellation. I think it's like almost 20 bucks. It's like $16, $17. Like, I think that could be a, a solid one. Like, that goes really well in any type of really heavy creature-based decks or token-based decks. What about, uh, instead of Combustible, what about, like, Hellkite Tyrant or Balefire Dragon? I think I think those two are more expensive. Yeah. Balefire Dragon. Pretty Balefire solid. Balefire Dragon's, like, 20 bucks. That'd be a good one. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I would probably say that over uh, Combustible. Just because, like, it's more expensive. I wouldn't say that it has, uh has more utility in red decks per se but it's just so much more expensive that like a lot of people who might be trying to build tribal type dragon decks just can't splurge for it what about aggravated assault now that's a card that has recently over the last year definitely gained a lot in value i know i got like four onslaught versions of it sitting at home and i just checked like two weeks ago and I was like, whoa, holy crap, these really went up in price compared to, like, when I picked them up, like, two years ago. So, yeah. like, yeah, I, I think Aggravated Assault is, is a definite All right, so we do, like, one. Balefire Drag- Dragon, Aggravated Assault, Alt, Art, Foil, uh, Vandal, Vandal Blast, Blast Dockside Extortionist, and Winds of Change. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that yeah. for sure. Like, Vandal Blast, in my opinion, is, like, one of the like biggest one because that overloaded vandal blast i mean it's basically the cyclonic rift 
in red. Yeah. Blow up every artifact that isn't yours, and, like, I mean, you're, you're doing pretty well after you drop one of those. Agreed. All right. So I think we're in agreement on red. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're okay, we'll just work back from Wooburg. So black. Black, I, now this one is, in my opinion, a lot easier <laughs> than red. For sure, straight off rip Cabal Coffers, number one. Yeah, I don't even think that's a, you know, that's not, it's not even close. You know what I mean? Like, cards that should have been reprinted, but have not been reprinted. Yeah, Cabal Coffers uh, is a land that you pay two colorless, tap it, and add black mana to your mana pool. What is it? Equal to your uh, number of swamps you control. Yep. That is insane ramp in black. And there is no reason why that the card should be fetching, like, what, over $70, I think? Right now, for Cabal Coffers, I remember it's, when it's they were twenty dollars. I remember nuts. them when they were twenty dollars, and they're literally like seventy plus now for one. The foil versions are like a hundred, and it's it's had it's had a couple printings. I believe it was uh, printed in one of the uh, promotional uh, sets. I can't remember what that foil version of it was that came out, but it was in like one of the from the vaults or uh, something along those lines. But, I mean, man, that card just needs a freaking reprint. It needs, uh, in my opinion, it needs, like, two reprints <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> you open your Commander Collection black and it's just it's just two Cabal Coffers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, aside from Cabal Coffers, um, let's see... Damnation, dude. Yeah, Damnation is always fetching uh, a 30, high... 30 plus dollars. High price, for sure. So, that I would like to see with uh, a new printing. Um, aside from, uh, since the uh, Seb McKinnon secret layers come out, we know that it's Damnation is getting a reprint in that. But, yeah, I, I would still like to see Damnation reprinted in uh, Commander Collection Black, for sure. Um, so Damnation, Cabal Coffers, you know, a lot of people think that Dark Confidant is like a super good card, and in my opinion, it's, it's meh. I would maybe add that in there. I really don't like the fact no, that, wouldn't. like, you take damage equal to its CMC, because, like, you can just run for Rexian Arena. But Grave Pact. Grave Pact, I can see that. Hell yeah. That's like, that, what, 20 bucks? That's 20 bucks. The 10th, 10th edition version has been going up the last three weeks. Uh, it's went up to $22 now, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, I could definitely see Grave Pact for sure being in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if people would consider this, but I would uh, Phyrexian uh, Tower for sure. Like... And it's kind of a theme now with the the black lands. You know, Cabal Coffers, Phyrexian Tower. Phyrexian Tower has gotten a reprint in, I think it was Ultimate Masters, maybe. Yeah. And the card is still, like, ex super expensive. And, 
Yeah, it's a good card. You know, Imperial Seal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The card's like <laughs> four hundred fifty bucks for no reason. Definitely. There's no reason you couldn't put a supplemental product out like a secret layer or something like that that has Imperial Seal in it. Commander Collection Black Imperial Seal, please. Never yeah. gonna happen. Yeah, make it happen, Wizards. Make it happen. Like they printed the Judge Foil and it's just you know, it didn't help. It didn't help at all. Not at all. Why would you why would you print a Judge Foil of a Portal Three Kingdoms card? So yeah, just nuts, dude. Just crazy. Um but yeah, so I, I, my vote is for Imperial, Imperial Seal, uh, Cabal Coffers. What do we get? What else was there? What else are we talking about? I have a uh, goldfish memory right now. <laughs> Cabal Coffers, Imperial Seal, Phyrexian Tower. How about... Uh, Grave Pact. So that's four. Grave Pact. How about uh, Sudden Spoiling? What do you think about that? I mean, that's it's like got a five that, cent card, dude. That, yeah, I suppose it's got some printings in it. Uh, what about uh, Liliana the Dark Realms? That's fetching over yeah. twenty bucks now. Yeah, I'd say that. Or, uh, hmm, what about something? No mercy. How about that? That's a good one. No, yeah, that's a I, good one. Yeah, agreed. 100%. No, no mercy is uh, two carless, two black enchantment. Whenever a creature successfully deals damage to you, destroy that creature. Yep, solid card. Uh, I don't know how many printings it has. I the only one that I the only two I believe are uh, from the Urza block, the original Urza block, and then the uh, masterpiece from the Amonkhet block. Yeah, the invocation ones. So, That's good. That's real good. So I, I, I like that one for sure. Um, and another one that, I, honestly, I'm like, really, we got to say this, Liliana of the Veil. Like, it's had it's had some printings. But it's got a ton of printings. It's, it's modern that drives the price it's up. It's just so expensive. And, like, I'm not even sure if it's, like, really that viable for, like, Commander. Yeah, it's Dece in Commander. But is it, like, that good that it commands the price? Probably not. Like you said, it's it's modern that's driving that price up, which... But, but how many, like, I guess my argument is how many decks do you see running a Liliana of the Veil, even in high-tier CDH? Not much. I, none. You, you never see that. Yeah, so... But, you know, I've never seen it at a casual table. I don't see it at, you know, competitive tables. I would say that, you know, having stuff that caters to both both parties you know you get some some guy building just some mono mono black and then it's like oh, okay uh you know i'm the liliana the veil is not even in my top 50 cards you know what i mean like i wouldn't even care how about uh culling the weak it's a one mana black uh mana source Sacrifice a creature, add four to your mana pool. Sounds interesting. It's definitely more of a CDH card. I've seen it in CDH decks uh, prior to this. 
Uh, what about contamination? I, I could go for contamination. In fact, I'd slot contamination over grave pact. I probably or, would too. Either that or over Phyrexian Tower, because you probably wouldn't want to have two or three lands in a commander collection. One of them's going to be your Black Command Tower, and then you got Cabal Coffers. You had to pick between Cabal Coffers and Phyrexian Tower. Which one are you going to pick? Definitely Cabal Coffers. Yeah. But at the same time, are we not noticing a trend that like black needs the freaking lands <laughs> that they have reprinted because they're all extremely expensive. But yeah. Correct. I mean, yeah. Uh, contamination, if you don't know what that is, it's a two colorless, one black for an enchantment that says, during your upkeep, sacrifice a creature or sacrifice contamination. Whenever a land is tapped for mana, it produces a black instead of its normal mana type which uh with the rules it is basically you produce one black mana like so if you have a land that say taps for say you have a guy's cradle you tap it because you got 20 creatures out there well your guy's cradle produces one black mana so to me it's a super powerhouse card for black like control and, uh, yeah, sure, you have to sacrifice a creature, but there's a bunch of lockout combos you can do with that from uh, Bitter Blossom or the uh, the uh, card that was just printed in uh, War of the Spark that creates you a zombie. At the beginning of your upkeep, you lose one life, create oh, a zombie. Oh, Dreadhorde Invasion. So then you just stack it. So you do the Dreadhorde Invasion trigger and get your zombie and then sack it to the contamination to keep it on board. Solid and and contamination is fetching over twenty bucks now. So yeah. All right. Yeah, I think that's that's good for commander commander collection black. Yeah, I I'd agree. I All think, right. Think commander collection, your favorite color, Dale blue. Commander collection blue. blue. Ooh. Uh, right off the top of my head, Snapcaster Mage. Card okay. still commanding forty bucks. Two mana uh, creature ETBs. You can uh, cast a card out of your graveyard for what? Flashback or flashback equal to its converted mana cost when it yeah. ETBs. So, uh, yeah, there's obviously tons of like uh, value you can get out of that. And it's an expensive card. So, I would definitely throw that in there. Um, uh, what, what's Psych Rift? Oh, for sure. Cyclonic Rift. As many reprints as that thing's getting, it's still expensive because it's obviously one of the best cards in Commander, hands down. Yes. So I will agree with you 100%. I could see a cool uh, another Consecrated Sphinx. Yeah, I could see that too. You have the original printing. You have the Invocation Consecrated Sphinx, and then you have, I think, Iconic Masters printing? Yeah, yep. And it's still like 30 bucks. Yeah. Oh, there's also that other secret lair. That, uh, do you remember the Extra Life one? It's like, yeah, there's no, a... No, I don't remember. Yeah, there's this, the secret lair with Amulet of Vigor, Consecrated Sphinx, Collected Company, and something else. I don't know. Teferi's Protection. Okay, like yeah, 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 yep, yep. 
the the uh, the secret layer that was like the benefit for the yep. children stuff. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, the 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 uh, secret layers are just coming so fast. It's like yeah, hard to I'm, I'm, keep track. It's hard. I'm losing brain cells trying <laughs> to keep track of how many secret layers are out right now, or just spoiled. I have to focus on the Seb McKinnon one so I don't go insane. Um, uh, for blue as well, Jace the Mind Sculptor. No, dude, I refuse. I mean, I'm not saying it's like some super good card, but man, it's modern again. I think that really just it, drives well, yeah, that price. Modern legacy. They use Jason the Mind Sculptor. So it's like it's one of these things with the whole Commander collections. We we have to like right like get rid of anything that's not Commander oriented. I wouldn't so. even say Commander oriented. I would just say like. Like, you brought up Liliana the Veil. I don't see Liliana the Veil at any tables, ever. Yeah, no, Now, if, it was, if I've seen it at a casual table just because somebody had one and they were like, oh, man, or something like that, I don't see people clamoring to get them in the commander community. Everyone just doesn't care. It's just like, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's an expensive card that nobody in yeah. the commander community really uses. You know what? Nexus of Fate. Yeah, 20 bucks. 100%. Buy a box printing. Nexus of Fate. They fucked up when they when they printed that card in the first place. But now that they've printed they it supply, and dude. Pandora's box has been opened, they need to fucking print it because it's, it, it's just going to continue to just skyrocket in price. Guarantee you, five years from now, if they haven't reprinted that card, it's going to be insanely expensive. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that I'd say that it's even up there, like, what is it? Temporal Manipulation, I think, just got its printing in Ultimate Masters? Correct? Yeah, yeah. And that drove that card's price to the ground. Temporal Manipulation's like a $30 card now, which is great. But Nexus sitting at 20 in in, like, Temporal Manipulation was, I'm pretty sure, a, what was it? What set was that in? What original set? Man, I but it's cr- it's crazy. I, I, can't, I can't remember. And uh, it used to be 150 bucks, you know. And uh, it just extra turn spells are definitely a barrier of entry for blue decks that don't rely on the hard interaction. That you know, a lot of people build blue decks and they're just like, I built a blue deck because I like to say no. You know, it's just a ton of counter spells, but it's hard for them to win. Extra turns can make can help you win, but usually all the extra turn spells that are worth a damn are like twenty to forty to fifty bucks. You know, but you look like you look at cards like Beacon of Tomorrows. It's like a four dollar card, six dollar card, some some shit like that. But Beacon of Tomorrow is also like a 10 drop or something. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just it's like, like man, 7 and 3 or 8 yeah, and 2 or nuts. something. Yeah, that's just nuts. There's no way you're you're just cracking off a, uh, one of those, you know, all the time at all. Another one that needs a, a reprint, Intuition. Okay. Because they made a judge foil of that, right? Yeah. I believe so. Um... Aside from intuition, one of 
I, I think this is probably, if I have to pick one aside from Snapcaster Mage to be the immediate auto-include for blue, it's going to be Pact of Negation. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, those, it's been, re, it was reprinted in Masters 25, reprinted in uh, Modern Masters. It has an invocation printing in Amonkhet, and it's still fetching $30 or more. And uh, if you don't know what Pact of Negation is, it's a zero converted mana cost counter target spell. At the beginning of your next upkeep, you have to pay three blue blue. If you don't, you lose the game. Sure, big drawback, but at the same time, if you're casting that, you clearly are going to have the mana to pay for it. Unless, obviously, someone strip mines you or like blows up your land or whatever. Fuck, but intuition is on the reserve list. Of course. I mean, it's the card. Why is the card on the reserve list in the first place? <laughs> Search your library for three cards, reveal them to target opponent. He or she chooses one, put that card in your hand, rest in the graveyard. Shuffle your library afterwards. $124. Yeah, ridiculous. Dude, why? Like, for what? Purpose? Like, I feel like that they have kind of cheated around that and come up with other cards that kind of do the same thing, but like, maybe not. It was a pre-gift sun given. Actually, it's pretty decent. So, but one hundred twenty-four dollars. Get that off the reserve list. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Come on, that like if you're like wizards, you've already revised the uh, reserved list. So like you should probably go back and revise it again, and just take that off because like. There's no reason for that to be on there. There's literally other cards that do the a pseudo same effect as that that have been printed since then that you know, sure they might cost a tad bit more CMC, but still. I mean that card is not so good that it should be commanding that price. And it's a card that people want to play with. So I think that is definitely like a card that like needs to come off the reserve list. Stupid. Maybe a bribery print. Is yeah. Because I, I think there's, what, two printings of bribery? Eighth edition? And then there's like a judge foil? Um, sure? Yeah, there is the eighth edition and the judge. Yep. And wait, and there's also a uh, uh, Mercadian Masquerades edition. As oh, well. mask. Yep, but yeah, the even the most recent printing of it is over thirty dollars. The judge promos are over thirty dollars. The masquerades is over thirty dollars. The eighth edition is over thirty dollars. Definitely, I would include that in in the uh, commander collection blue for sure. Definitely, solid card, commands a high price, and that like people love. People love to use. I love bribery. I love playing that card. Great card. I mean, a sorcery speed, five mana. Uh, search target opponent's library for a creature card and put it onto the onto the battlefield under your control. Come on. I mean, that's great. It it does so much. Shuts down people's combos. Go steal out their combo piece. Okay, they're they're trying to cast their. Uh, Oracle fish combo, whatever. Yep, you just go grab out their uh, Oracle. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Solid card. 
Alright, so what do we got we got for that? We got Snapcaster Mage, Consecrated Sphinx, Bribery. What were the other two? Pact of Negation. Yep. And uh what was the uh other one? Did we grab another one? I don't know. Maybe we didn't grab what? another one. This is why Goldfish shouldn't record podcasts. Because we just can't can't remember shit. Um Con Sphinx. I, I said that. Oh. Con, Con Sphinx and uh, Con Sphinx and Snapcast were the two creatures. And Bribery, Pact of Negation what was the fifth one. Intuition was on the reserve list. Uh-huh. I, guess I refuse we... to cede any ground to Jace the Mind Sculptor. Oh, uh, Nexus of Fate. That's there it. we go. Nexus of Fate. Yeah, yeah. so that seems like solid. a solid commander collection. Yep. You know, instead of Pact of Negation, though, they put some, like, counter spell with another art. Yeah. Like, get the fuck out of here. It's like, counter spell has been printed so many freaking times, we don't need any more printings of that. If you if you want to do it, then make it some crazy full art, super art thing for, like, whales to buy. Yeah. But give us the freaking reprints that we need to, like, bring the value down on cards. Anything over $30, in my opinion, is, like... Eh, you could probably reprint it. Bring it down to like fifteen, man. Any like good cards, like bring it down to like fifteen bucks, you know. Yeah. And then keep the altered art, full arts, extended <laughs> arts, and all that stuff. The super flashy stuff. Keep that the expensive stuff, but keep the entry level base cards cheap enough for like anybody to pick up. Yeah. All right. One more. White. Smothering Tithe. Please just reprint Smothering Tithe. I know you just printed it like a year and a half ago or whatever. Whenever the fuck it was. The card just went out of print and it's still... It is still $21. Yeah. Which we haven't even hit the, the, the point where, you know, distributors are running out of Allegiance boxes or... You know what I mean? Was it? Is it Ravnica Allegiance? Or Guilds of Ravnica? Which one? Uh, Guilds of Ravnica. I'm. I i can not Either one. Either one. Sure, but it was in that block. Yeah, it was the. Their their distributors that still have a ton of those boxes. Man, we haven't even hit the if the supply dries up, price. You know, give it two two three years. Smothering Tide will be a fifty dollar card, for no reason. I mean, white is. White's a really hard one because there's not that many cards that are, like, very commander viable in white that are, like, really, really good. I can name, like, five right off my right off the bat, dude. Can you? Land Tax. Okay. Tavares Protection. Enlightened Tutor. Smothering Tithe. Uh, what's that token doubler card called? Anointed Perception. That one. Addison. Yeah, but that was five. You know what I mean? Like, there are really good cards in Elish white. Norn. Elish Norn's good. Like, I mean, but the, the, the problem that I have with it is, like, the best white cards have been printed into the ground, man. The removal, Swords to Plowshare, Path to Exile. Which is good. That means you don't, you don't have to include them in these commander collections. And I like that they've been printed into the ground. 
But, like, we've come to a point where it's, like, white just needs new cards. White needs brand new cards that have never been printed before that are good. Like, Avacyn, sure, is great. It commands a very high value. But at the same time, it's literally 5 and 3 white. Like, that's so expensive that in Commander, if you're not getting that out until, like, later game. Now, Enlightened Tutor, 100%. That's a card that is great in Commander and needs to be reprinted. Steel Shaper's Gift. With Commander Legends coming out, Steel Shaper's Gift has been shooting up in price. One mana, search your library a, for an artifact or enchantment. Like, and that's still, like, it's like $40 now. Like, Are you serious? Yeah, Mar the Mirage version, Enlightened Tutor, is like $40. <sighs> Uh, uh, I can't remember what it is. Uh, Iconic Masters, maybe. Uh, let's see. Mirage is $35. The uh, Eternal Masters is 50 The Judge promo is 60 Like That's nuts. So those three printings, and it's that expensive, that is a guaranteed needs to be included in that to bring the price down a little bit. Hell, give it some new artwork too, cause like the original artwork definitely to me seems like just like some art that they had sitting on the back burner that they just used for it. And then the uh, Eternal Masters version as well, it's like, and eh, the artwork's okay. Pulling a book off the shelf. I can understand, like, but just let's get a full get art, a really cool nice print. cool art. Yeah, I think I agree. Definitely. But please just print Smothering Tithe before it becomes a problem. Yeah, Smothering <laughs> smothering Tithe is for sure. If they don't, like, give it, like, two more printings in the next two years, it's going to become, you know, a $50 card. And yeah. that's just not even cool. Ugh, dude, so. it's so disgusting. It's Dude, it's crazy. It's like <laughs> you printed an enchantment that will generate, if it isn't immediately hated off the board, a staggering advantage for four mana. And people are snapping up copies. Like, I have my four copies, you know, I just if I ever want to run four decks with white in it, which is usually never. <laughs> but I have my foil stamp version, and, like, I just see the price of this card going up and up and up. For no reason. Like, the only reason would be because they stopped printing it. But like I said, we haven't even hit the supply dry up yet. You know, we haven't even hit where the secondary market is all the place, that, the only place that you're getting Ravnica boxes to crack smothering tides. Yeah. So we haven't even seen the desperation, you know, price yet. Like, the only thing I think even slightly alleviating the price of smothering tides is the fact that it was printed in the promo packs with the stamp in it. Like, yeah. without that, I, I bet you that it would be pushing 50 without yeah. those reprints. Because I have, I think I have five copies of it right now. Three of them are the foil stamp promo versions. One of them is a foil stamped promo version. And then I have one regular pack foil version. So, yeah. like, I mean, that's a definite card that needs to 
be reprinted. So for me, for the for white, it's definitely going to be 100% number one, Smothering Tithe. Number two, Enlightened Tutor. Number three, honestly, I'm looking for probably Elish Norn. Like, because that card is one of the best white cards. Like, it, it's definitely like a high CMC, but the value that you get out of it is extremely good, especially for white, because a lot of white decks are uh, like white weenie token type builds. So that one is for sure I'm throwing in there. And then one that I wouldn't have probably included like two or three years ago is Stoneforge Mystic. But since they unbanned Stoneforge Mystic and all of a sudden like the that supply has been starting to dry out, and I know it just got reprinted in Double Masters, yeah. but guess what? That didn't alleviate the pressure, especially since Commander Legend came out, and now we got all these like big like uh, equipment-based decks. The price is just starting to go up and go up, so I'd throw Stoneforge Mystic on there. And then for a fifth one... You want to hear what I, what I think? I'm not uh, sure. You know what I think should vie for your fifth spot? And I'll go over why. Uh, Angel's Grace. Yes. I'll agree with that. Angel's Grace, if you're unfamiliar, is one drop white instant with split second, which means as long as it is on the stack, you can't add anything else to the stack. Uh, that is, a, you cannot cast spells or activate abilities that are not mana abilities. Um, the only thing that gets around this is, like, two cards. Uh, Morph is uh, one of those things because... Uh, split second does not count triggered abilities, and morphing is an uh, a special game action that cannot be interacted with. Yeah, so it doesn't like, use the stack, right? Correct. the The only thing that uses the stack is the effect of the morph creature, which then goes on top of things. So, like Willbender can counter you a split second spell. Uh, Karu Spell Snatcher can take the spell. You know, like that kind of shit. Very niche. Very niche, yeah. But, so, it is a one white instant with split second that says, you cannot lose the game this turn, and your opponents cannot win the game this turn. And until end of turn, damage that would reduce your life total to less than one reduces it to one instead. It's like a $20 card, and we've just seen the advent of the fish meta. Yeah, and mind you, prior to Thassa's Oracle coming out in the Theros block, Angel's Grace was literally like under $2. But since they printed no, Theros it was block... No, it was in the Adnaz. It was in a was modern Adnaz deck. It was always like I'm, 12 bucks. i am pretty sure I remember being able to find like used copies on TCG Player for it's like It's probably gone up, definitely, cheap. but I know that it was at least like a double-digit card. As soon as they came out, though... With Thassa's Oracle, it just it, has just been going up and up and up in price. And it's probably one of the funniest losses by a fish deck that I have ever seen. You know exactly <laughs> yes, what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. There was, was a great. four-man pod. Uh, guy was playing uh, Shimmerzer, and uh, the one uh, the one guy goes to do his entire fish line, which is. You cast Thassa's Oracle, which is the fish in this instance, for two blue. Its enter the battlefield effect goes on the stack. Its enter the battlefield effect is uh, 
you count as much devotion as you have on the field at the time. If you have less than or equal to cards in your library to the number of devotion that you have, you win the game. Now, the way you, you do this is with that effect on the stack, you cast one of the black uh, tomb tutors where you literally uh, throw your whole deck into exile. You uh, name a card that you don't have in your deck uh, and... Demonic Consultation is one of them. Tainted Pact is another one, where you basically say, if you're running a you know a blue black deck, you say Forest, and it literally just flips your deck into exile, and then the Thassa's effect goes off, and you win the game. Angel's Grace, however, I saw the Fish player's eyes get really wide, and just, oh no, because Angel's <laughs> Grace A can't be interacted with just with regular spells, and uh, B, you, he. It couldn't win the game because it literally says the person who fishes can't win the game. Yep. So not only did the fish just backfire and he died on his upkeep, or died on his uh, draw phase. His draw phase. Uh, I was just like, man, I'm just glad White has that card. Yeah, me too. Because like, it was great to see a deck. I think I I believe it was a Zer deck. Yeah, it was Shimmer Zer. That was that cast that in response to the Thassa's Oracle trigger. Yeah, he let and he let the demonic consultation go off. It was so great. he had no deck and then he just Angel's <laughs> Graces in response to the the effect. Dude, I was dying. It was great. It, it honestly it that was actually a really good event that went went on here at the Comics Vault uh CEDH event and it was really great. Uh, mind you, that the player who was playing that Zer deck didn't end up winning, but the fact that they <laughs> stifled that demonic fish, it was just like, I mean, I felt like the place erupted when he casted <laughs> that. Like, everybody <laughs> just went just Dude, ham. Nuts. It was so awesome. Like, because oh, everybody man. was like basically like thinking, like, yeah, the game's over. Okay, demonic consultation, they're going to cast fish. And then all of a sudden, it's like out of nowhere. Angel's Grace, yep, <laughs> I don't lose, you lose on the upkeep. Oh, it was great. Yeah, and Cherry. I mean, I I respect the power of Athassa's Oracle and the, the tutors, but I don't like them from a gameplay standpoint. I understand their need in the CDH meta. It's a three-mana win you the game. You're going to put it in your deck. If you're playing those colors, there is no reason not to do it. In fact, for a ton of the the black, blue, and the splash decks in CEDH, that is the win con. You know, you spend your time setting up to protect these spells. And then when you cast them, you win the game. Uh, unlike, so for example, Thassa's Oracle... Uh, is very reminiscent of Laboratory Maniac that says if you would draw a card while you have no cards in your library, instead of losing, you win the game. Now that used to be a, uh, a linchpin piece in the Hulk strategy, and a ton of uh, CDH decks was, I'm going to lab man and draw a card. Um, in fact, the original Hermit Druid, uh, what is it? The five color dragon. Scion of the Ur-Dragon. Yep. Scion of the Ur-Dragon's original CDH iteration. And this was back in... When was it a Shroud Printed? 2011? Uh, or 2012? It's one of those two. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, 
it was printed during that time, and that opened up this line in CDH, and you would this was before CDH was a thing. Everybody was just trying to get used to regular Commander at this point. It was like, but you would see someone sit down with a Scion of the Air Dragon deck, and you would say, well, is this a Dragon deck, or is this that deck? And they yeah. knew exactly what you were talking about, because <laughs> they were trying to Hermit Druid as fast as possible in order to throw their entire library in the graveyard that would uh, get Narcomoeba, and then there was like some Unearth shenanigans to cast Dread Return, to cast uh, Angel of Glory's Rise, which would return all humans from the graveyard to the battlefield, two of those humans being Azami and Laboratory Maniac, which Azami says, tap and untap wizard you control, draw a card. You would have no cards in your library, Laboratory Maniac's on the field, you have at least two triggers, so someone tries to blow up your Azami in response to drawing a card, you just draw another card. So it was pretty good win con, very fast, you could do it as soon as turn two, if you if you turn one uh, Hermit Druid, because you ran no basic lands. Uh, it was disgusting. And that was my first foyer into CEDH, is when someone clapped my cheeks as hard as possible with a turn one Hermit Druid, turn two, win the game. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> uh, I could get into this, you know, and thus my... Uh, my masochistic side was like, I just, I'm going to play the hardest CDH that I can, you know, after that. Not, not, notwithstanding, I mean, there's a time and a place for CDH. But right. that was the original CDH deck, let me tell you that. And the, um, there was some other builds that did as well, but Angel's Grace, oh, uh, still would have gotten around that. It's crazy. Yeah, that card is solid and certainly needs a reprint. The uh, the more that Commander has developed as a format, the more that uh, CEDH has uh, really started to take a, a foothold in the Commander format has only shown that the most highest tier uh, interaction needs to be reprinted. Yeah, so. and I would definitely make a case for the only thing holding white out of the gutter is its ridiculously good interaction. Yeah, like, I mean, white definitely has, like, the best, like, instant speed removal. removal. Mm -hmm. And that's the... Like, when I see people uh, playing white in their deck nine times out of ten it's usually splash white and they use that splash for just removal because white has the best removal so yeah. 100 percent. like i would tutor I, and remove i would like to see white stop being that i don't want white magic to just be splash removal i want to see white get good cards so that white can actually become a good color in our format. Honestly, dude, I 100% think you should uh, look up a, a, a dude. Uh, shout out to uh, the 99 YouTube channel, uh, Patrick Marlette. He builds mono white commanders like nobody I've ever seen. Mostly, I mean... His builds are, are niche, but extremely effective. 
yeah, I give them give them a look if you uh, if you like if you want white redemption, like I think I think it's worth taking a look into because some of his decks are fantastic. But you're right, I like Thrasios Timna. Timna's only there because uh, the splash white for the the source to plowshares path to exile enlightened tutor. So we've uh, we've basically outlined what our commander collections would be. Yeah. How about we uh, switch a little bit gears here and uh, what I want to talk about a thing that's going on right now that this has been going on for uh, this will be the third year now and it's uh, it's an award ceremony that goes on for content creators. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so there is a website, and I'll throw the link in the, in the description of this video and on the Commander's Vault page, as well as my own page on MTG Survivalist. Um, you can go there, and it'll pull up a, f a form that you can fill out, and you can nominate who you think are the best content creators in the last year. And they have many categories from the, the best podcast and the best podcast via large audience, medium audience, small audience. The best YouTube personalities, large audience, medium audience, small audience, and so on and so forth and it goes through Twitch streaming, whatever. There's a lot of different categories for it, and I wanted to bring some notice to that because I know a lot of people don't know that that exists, and it has been going on for, like I said, three years. And uh, I personally wanted to give a shout-out to uh, a group that I think is one of the best streaming groups of this year, is definitely going to be Ramp Gang. Ramp Gang, you can find them on Instagram at uh, Ramp Gang on Instagram. You can find them on Twitch under uh, Mental Misplay is the name of the stream that they use. And they stream pretty much like uh, CEDH on Twitch. But they also do some casual stuff too. And I've played some games with them uh via the web you know during the pandemic and i think that uh they're doing like a lot for the community of magic by uh giving much away to tons of charities like they're doing a lot and like i can't stop saying how good ramp gang and their twitch stream mental misplay is it's really awesome uh, so if if you can uh, check out the, the links that I'll provide, give some good uh, nominations, you know, to anybody, you know, whether it's your friend that just does uh, YouTube videos or whatever about Magic the Gathering, you know, whatever, anything, you know, Commander's Quarters, The Professor, Alpha Investments, any of those things, you know, whatever YouTube videos, whatever Instagram people you watch, whatever streaming service you watch, go ahead and click on the link that's going to be posted to this video and, you know, give them a nomination.
because it goes a long way to help promote all of us content creators. Uh, it really helps out. So I really wanted to mention that uh, as well during our podcast because, uh, you know, what better to do than support the rest of the community around us? Um, yeah, really, uh, it's good that you brought that up, actually. Um, I'm actually on the website right now for, you know, nominating content creators. Uh, all you need is your name and uh, email address, who you're nominating, and then the nominee's link to their content what category you would like to put them in, and why did you nominate this creator? And then, of course, you know you got to verify that you're human and not a robot and all that jazz. But you know, I really think that there are a ton of fantastic content creators out there for uh, all different audience sizes. And uh, yeah, check it out. Yeah, I mean, it seriously helps out. If you like playing Magic the Gathering and you like watching Magic videos or listen to Magic podcasts or whatever it is, like, this only helps further the, uh, you know, funding or whatever that, you know, those content creators might get from Wizards. Yeah, so uh, thank you you to everybody who's listening to making it here to the end of the episode and uh we're gonna give away the passphrase right now for the commander collection green and that passphrase is going to be the wandering bard um so yeah if you've made it all the way through the episode and uh you want to get entered in to win that commander collection green that's been graciously gifted to all of our listeners by the comics vault yeah uh the wandering bard is is the passphrase so go ahead and uh slap that in the uh dms at uh the commander's vault on instagram or at mtg underscore survivalist instagram and you'll be entered in to uh win that commander collection green sick prize i mean commander collection greens you know we went on this in our last video about no msrps or those uh commander collections a non-premium is going for around 70 80 bucks around the internet so uh this is your chance to get one for free like uh like dale said hit us up in the dms and uh get yourself entered to win yeah so uh uh from on behalf of the uh commander's vault podcast uh we'd like to thank everybody for listening to this so uh yeah cheers i'm dale i'm jb have a good evening